Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Hey, Pear fans. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. If you like listening to beautiful voices like ours instead of reading words, then head on over to Audible where you get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Paratruth where you can choose from over 180,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a brand new episode of Prairie Truth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome and make sure that you go to our website, paratruthradio.com, and check out our archived episodes, which is great content waiting to be unleashed by you. You're going to enjoy it. Check it out. Uh, also, feel free at paratruthradio.com to check out the previews for upcoming episodes, our creative works, blogs, and, of course, much, much more. Uh, and, and just so you know, for those of you who are new, feel free to interact with us. We're a team that really enjoys talking with our fans uh, and people who aren't our fans either because we get some of those. <laughs> uh, we like the emails. We like the conversation. So feel free to hit us up on Facebook, uh, Twitter, the likes. Um, and of course you can hit us up on email as well at paratruthradio at gmail.com. And if you have problems finding any of those, you can either go to the website or even just Google Paratruth Radio because I'm sure there's plenty of search answers that pop up that are Paratruth Radio and they're probably all us. I think there's one other Paratruth out there that is no longer in existence, but for the most part, it's us. Yeah. Uh, well... I know some of you are wondering and have asked because uh, you saw a post I posted on Facebook a couple of days ago in regards to filming another project. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and just give you guys not a lot of info, but it is a secret project that is going to be coming out uh, in October. It does have an October release date, so you won't have to wait too long for it. But uh, it's a mini series uh, of documentaries, about five in total. Um, I bought some hauntings. So right up the paranormal alley for all you guys. So. That'll be coming to you guys soon enough, but uh, we're still in – actually, we're, we're doing pre-production, principal photography, and post-production all at the same time. So busy, busy, but hey, <laughs> that's what you saw on Facebook the other day. Fun times. I just thought it was funny that Lewis is like, what is this? What are you filming? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry I didn't tell you sooner. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. It's, I, I've been keeping it a secret from everybody. <laughs> everybody. My sister didn't even know what it was. <laughs> Ellie. And she's the one who was uh, helping me out Saturday night. She's like, what are we even doing this for? Man, anyway. Just do it. <laughs> no speaking. No talk. <laughs> Stop a talkie and keep on walkie. <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> anyway, all right. Enough of the holdup. I know you guys are getting bored out there listening to us go on and on about absolutely nothing. So it's time to get into the episode. Get into the meat of it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, those of you listening at FringeRadioNetwork.com as well as ParatruthRadio.com, let's get ready to expose some lies. Now Paratruth presents Goat Gazers and the Chemtrail Conspiracy. So paranormal phenomena is believed by many to be real. However, skeptics claim that since the paranormal cannot be scientifically proven, then it is only reasonable that the phenomena doesn't exist. Such is the case of a secret government program which conducted para-experiments from the 1970s to the early 1990s. Now, many of you have probably heard of a little-known movie came out probably around 2010 or so, known as The Men Who Stare at Goats. Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) and don't worry, this episode is not about the movie, as neither Justin nor I have actually watched the film, which is weird, considering probably a good movie for us to watch, since it's uh, paranormal-related. And And there were no animals harmed in the taping of this episode either, so there you go. Hey, there you go. What do you know? (laughs) Uh, But nonetheless... That movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats, is actually based on a real scientific experiment, which did happen from the 1970s through the early 1990s. Uh, and of course, they there, there's there was some controversy about it, whether or not it should be funded by the government, which it was, by the way. Uh, and so they ended up bringing some people in to see if it was significant research that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and of course, one of the things or the two people they brought in. We're both scientists, and so they're trying to debunk whether or not this paranormal phenomenon that they were researching was really paranormal and whether or not uh, they can, it can be proven. So that leads us, though, to the main question. What exactly is the men who stare at goats? I mean, obviously, it's not simply just men who stare at goats because, let's face it, people have been doing that for thousands of years. And it doesn't get any creepier. doesn't get any creepier. Actually, let let me rephrase that. It does get even more creepier as time goes on. But during that time, it was not any less creepy because it had already been done. You know, the only thing creepier than men staring at goats is goats staring at men. (laughs) That's when it starts getting weird. Yeah. What are you doing to that goat? (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway. Uh, A man by the name of Major Paul H. Smith was actually approached by by an intelligence officer with a highly classified so-called black project. What does black project mean? It basically means off the books, not on a record officially, uh, at least not at the time. And so what they told him was that the government was funding a program to see if the United States can use psychic abilities to infiltrate the Soviets and to find out their locations and what they were doing behind closed doors. Basically, what they wanted to do was get away uh, to get a psychic spy into the Soviet Union without ever having to worry about the spy getting hurt, without ever having to expose cameras or video feeds and this or that, which is really interesting because go figure our government who doesn't who claims not to have aliens on record, who claim there's no such thing as UFOs, are out here doing experiments with, you know, psychic abilities. Well, it's interesting that 
Now, mainstream scientists that we know of will say, no, this can't be, but our own government is saying, well, we're going to do it anyways because we th- we think it is possible. And that could be coming from Project Paperclip when we brought the Nazi scientists after the Nazi regime had fallen to America to work for us. And the SS were already working on these types of experiments. So that could this could have been a side note to that because that's where they got the idea from. Right. So basically what they were doing here was they were searching for remote viewers. In this case, basically someone who's on the outside of the lines looking in uh, without ever really being detected. Now, <clears throat> according to abcnews.com, Mr. Smith, or I should say in this case, Major Smith, uh, had claimed that this, as we said earlier, that this program was funded by – was actually funded by Congress and that uh, it was originally started by and maintained by the CIA in 1972. However, eventually moved to the Defense Intelligence Agent, Defense Intelligence Agency, the DIA, uh, a little later, and they ended up training about 25 viewers over 20 years. So this is 25 psychics, basically. He said that the people that were selected for the program were chosen because due or in addition to analytical left brain skills possessed by most military officers, they were also accomplished in the fine arts, music, language, and other right-brained activities. Basically, remote viewing is more of a right-brained facility, he said. So <clears throat> it's interesting because you would think, as we've heard in the paranormal, and uh, obviously there's some who disagree, but that anyone can be a psychic. If you were to tone, uh, tune, you know, get into tune with yourself and with the world around you and so on and so forth. Uh, but in this case, they're looking for specific individuals who could probably pick up on it pretty quickly. Um, and they actually did a number of things to try and train them. Some of it was as simple as trying to bend a spoon, which apparently they were trying to do. Now, I don't know if anyone succeeded, but they're trying to bend a spoon with their mind. And eventually, of course, trying to look into the Soviet Union uh, through the mountains in particular because they had a lot of bases within mountain ranges uh, and, and trying to see what they can find. Now, at one point, they claim somebody was able to spot a – I don't know what you would call it, but I guess uh, a fleet of submarines. Okay. Way before anyone got any visual evidence of it, which is interesting. Now, mm-hmm. does that mean the person was psychic or does it just mean that they were uh, – it basically had a really good guess? Right, lucky. Because let's face it. Yeah, a lucky guess. Now, I don't know if they mention exactly where these submarines were because let's face it. If the Soviets out there, we know the Soviets had submarines. And we could say, oh, if there's submarines in the northern hemisphere. Well, duh. you know. <laughs> so who knows? Uh, unfortunately, believe it or not, which how can you not um, – there's no paperwork, nothing on file regarding the test or the experiments. Uh, no one would come forward to prove or disprove, uh, to acknowledge or not acknowledge that something would happen. So such was the case when scientists came into the room and decided, hey, let's put it onto the test and see if what they were doing was reasonable. One of the things that comes to mind for this is, I mean, you had mentioned – a lot of people will, and this is 
actually a lot of psychics will say everybody is psychic. It's just if you've developed it or not. And I, I guess to an extent that can be true because a lot of people will say kids are closer to the, the other side so that they have that second sense, so to speak. But, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I wouldn't say that everybody is, is psychic because I mean, then we would just have a bunch of psychics. There's a lot of people that have never seen a spirit or heard voices or had those different feelings that a, a quote unquote psychic would have. So right. to me that that's kind of a loaded term um, or sentence, but it's interesting that the government went to this form of, of psychic uh, research because I mean remote viewing is one of those ones that is supposedly very hard to do. Right. Um, some of the stuff that they had also gotten into was telekinesis and um, a couple of other ones that are kind of out of the norm of what we know today as psychic abilities or whatever you want to call them. Right. Um, but it would be interesting to find out if that individual had actually said, hey, they're in the Baltic Sea just off the coast of wherever. But right. we don't have that information, unfortunately. No, we don't. Unfortunately, the only thing we do have is according to uh, Mr. Smith, who claimed that, that they have some evidence you know, to, to, to kind of – to kind of prove that that they had some success with with, with right. this <clears throat> uh, remote viewing is that that Soviet submarine was actually viewed by Joe McMonagall, uh, who predicted a new class of Soviet submarine. So I'm assuming in this case it's not so much you know where the lo- where the location of the submarines are, but the new style, the new technology, things okay. like that. Which still, you know. If the future's moving forward, you you know you and I, <laughs> right. since the eighties, we've seen what happened. So anyone can predict that. Um, so who you know in the end, who really knows? But nonetheless, that would be this, like us saying, "Hey, in the future, we're going to have computers in every home, and not only just computers, but ones that are so small that they can fit in the palm of your hand." Exactly. Exactly. Um, and not to mention that now they're fitting in the glasses. <laughs> Like, go figure. <laughs> well, um, um, I don't know if you had saw the – there was a post on Facebook, and it might have been one of the people that had requested me as a friend and not you or whatever because um, <gasps> I think it's one of our listeners. But uh, they had posted something about a film. It's, it's just a short film about yeah. this developer who develops a nanotechnology to put it right into your eyeball. Mm-hmm. And he developed this program to have a virtual pet that you would play with in with this nanotechnology. And somebody's like, no, no, this is bad. And it's like, it's not saying that this technology is readily available right now. I mean, I think that's probably where it's headed for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the point at the end of the, the film... It's, it just gets really interesting. I'll have to share the, the film with you because it was actually really, really interesting as to the concept of what, what's going to happen because it 
I think it is coming sooner than later. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as to whether or not it's bad or not, I mean, I guess it's really it really depends on the beholder of whatever the product said product right. is, you know, uh, because, I mean, let's face it. It's no more. It's no really no different than our phones. Now, right. obviously, it, it's still bad if you're wearing them while driving down the road, you know, but it's you can't do anything about it. Like, yeah, <laughs> we can argue it. We can fight it. But nothing's nothing's going to change. Right. Uh, that technology will continue going moving forward. Uh, we know that there's some evidence supporting the supporting the idea, at least, that the military is currently working on something similar in order for soldiers to see in night vision without the right. bulky goggles. Um, you know, things like that were infrared and whatnot. So I'm confident that that technology already exists. Uh, a guy that I work with actually was saying that at one point he was working for a company who was developing eyeballs that can actually see. They used, you know, computer, uh, little old hard drives and chips to allow a blind person to see okay. or someone who like lost an eye basically, mm-hmm. uh, and basically restore it to the brain, connect it and boom, you can see. So that stuff is happening and it's interesting. It's really interesting, I think. And yeah. It's not a good thing, but at the same time, maybe we should basically take it as it is, learn from it, and be like, okay, what good can come of it? Now, maybe in some cases, nothing good can come of it, but hey, it's going to help the military, which isn't a bad thing. Right. It can help pilots, which is a really good thing. You know, people flying at night, that'd be quite a good thing. You know, there, there are obviously good uses for some of this technology. Whether or not to release it to public is different. Luckily, something like a nano chip in the eye isn't going to do too much harm to other individuals like it is putting guns on the street. You know, two very different things right. for now until it starts losing, shooting laser beams. <laughs> then maybe we have an issue. But <laughs> Well, the way that the this video was set up, it was kind of like a social media type of setup uh, where you could share it to your social media, like pictures of your little pet and everything. And it's just interesting because the ending is... I kind of predicted what the ending was going to be, but yeah. it's kind of like one of those shocker things. Okay. Um, and I won't reveal it for anybody who hasn't checked it out. Um, I'll, I'll post the, the link up on our website because it's actually really, really interesting. Um, but uh, to get off of this rabbit trail a little bit, I mean, that's, that's basically what we were saying about as far as uh, predicting what, what technology will bring. And, you know, remote viewing is, I don't know exactly how it supposedly works, but supposedly you're supposed to be able to see stuff in real time with remote viewing. Now, does that mean that this guy maybe had an inside source too, like a a spy friend that was a (laughs) double agent, you know, kind of a thing? So that could be a huge possibility too. Now... I mean, I do, I do personally believe in these different abilities, but it's also a guessing game of if you're right or not, depending on what you really believe in. Right. So it's it's kind of hard to understand what was going on here. Um, I think it is interesting in the fact that they used remote viewing, and then they started to get scientists in on this. So I wanted to give you a chance to tell us what what the scientists were doing. I mean, obviously, 
the, the title itself, Men's Who Stare at Goats, kind of gives away what was going on as far as the scientific experimentation. But <laughs> Well, in regards – now, this is what happened. Now, there were people in and out, obviously, uh, within the 20 years. But it wasn't until the end of the 20 years or close to it that they decided to bring in some scientists to try – basically to try to confirm that this experimentation – and these techniques were actually legitimate and should be funded. <clears throat> and so they ended up bringing in a man by the name of Ray Hyman, uh, who is now a retired University of Oregon psychology professor. And he claimed that there was absolutely no science behind it. And that there's basically because there's no science behind it, that it just cannot exist. It can't be, it, it can't be there. It can't be possible. Uh, he and another uh, professor, uh, named Jessica Utz, a statistics professor at the University of California, uh, Irvine, were asked to review the data surrounding the remote viewing and answer two simple questions. Is there any scientific basis for remote viewing? And if so, is it at a stage where it could be useful for intelligent intelligence gathering purposes? Now, because there was really no science um, to remote viewing, uh, Utz said that it was just not yet reliable enough to count on remote viewing to have any significant uh, success in the field. <clears throat> and because of that, they actually ended up going ahead and throwing away the program because no longer would the government fund it. Obviously, if it's not useful, why spend the money? Right. Uh, so, you know. And it wasn't just that, you know, it wasn't just science. The thing is that they were trying to find anyone who can come forth, anyone who can say, hey, look, I was there. I witnessed this, so on and so forth. But nobody came forward. There were no witnesses there that could corroborate uh, with the scientists. And there were no one there who can confirm the stories that they heard, such as the men who stare at goats or this uh, remote viewing or the bending of the spoons, anything like that. No one would come forward. And so obviously as a scientist, I mean – we, I think in reality, we're all scientists to some extent. Uh, it's the whole point of debunking, even just a normal life, you know, the right. normal thing happening in your life. You're a scientist. Uh, and obviously, if there's no one coming forward to help prove something or disprove something, then the best thing you could do is throw it away because you don't have anything to go off of. Uh, otherwise, you're just grabbing a thin air. Right. <clears throat> so, you know, long story made short. Scientists claim there's no science behind it, and hence the government ended up checking it off and saying, okay, well, it's been 20 years. There's no real improvements. We're not seeing anything. Scientists claim, hey, no one's coming forward. We can't prove anything. Therefore, boom, psych phenomena doesn't exist, at least not today. But there's still this story about the men who stared at goats. <laughs> now – not quite what you're thinking. See, the story is that somebody stared a goat to death. Okay. All right. Uh, however, Ironically, with what they call the death touch. Exactly. That's what, exactly what I was going to say. Hyman said it likely that story likely came from the casual experiments uh, with martial arts, known as the DIMAC. Or in this case, as you said, the death touch. Now, the death touch obviously does it work? Does it not? I don't want to know. 
But according to the story, uh, the idea of the death touch was basically a to, to build a technique that supposedly involved a lot of channeling of energy in such a way as to use a very small amount of force, but inflict a very great amount of damage on its opponent. This is particularly useful for people who are taken as POWs, uh, who were very unlikely to be fed or given water and over several days, weeks, and months would become very weak. And so the idea was that somebody like that, who knew the death punch, could use whatever little reserve they had and inflict a crazy amount of damage, killing a person, not right away, but within hours. The idea here is that slight little punch or whatever the small amount of force is, would it create some type of internal hemorrhaging, which would result eventually into a person's death. Now, I don't know if that helps you in the moment or not, <laughs> but nonetheless, this story is supposedly true. Colonel John B. Alexander, who's a retired intelligence officer, claimed that he didn't actually see someone use the technique on a goat. However, he saw the necropsy that's right, mm-hmm. report for a goat that had apparently experienced it to the death, the death touch. He said that in this necropsy report, uh, the goat's rib cage had a path that almost looked like that of a bullet. So basically what a bullet would do to the bones of a body. Mm-hmm. However, There was no wound of entrance and there was no exit wound either. Now, this particular creature didn't die right away. It actually took several hours after the initial blow. Now, again, I know I keep saying now again because I'm like, what the? (laughs) Anyway, it's interesting, however, that this would only happen once. That they wouldn't try to do it again to prove or disprove it. Uh, and the only evidence they have is a report, which could have been lied on. Right. So whether or not this death touch is even real, we don't know. Just because it hasn't been done more than once, right? Right. At least not that we know of. No reported, I guess. Yeah, exactly. None reported. Uh, however, they do have this report. Again, you take the report with what you will. Maybe it's true. Maybe it isn't. Again, no one's coming forward to collab- to uh, corroborate, corroborate yeah. uh, with said report or with said uh, experiment, except for this Alexander character. Um, and even he never saw the never saw it. So it's interesting though because during the time, as I said earlier, they were training soldiers. To learn this death punch. And they actually brought somebody in uh, who was a master of the Dimac. And he would then teach the soldiers. So just in case they were ever to be, you know, be stuck in the confines of a POW, they would then have such type of fight in them. Some, some way, way to hopefully yeah. uh, lead them to safety. But alas, <laughs> program shut down. Which is supposedly the case for most CIA projects, but, uh, you know, who can really believe the CIA? So <laughs> that is, it's, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, <laughs> the projects are probably still going. They just were like, Oh yeah, no, it's shut down. 
Tell the yes. president it's shut down. Tell the yeah. president it's shut down. Okay. Hey, did you see that 1947 Roswell incident? It was a UFO. I mean, no way. It was a balloon. Oh, wait, no way. It was a UFO. Oh, no way. It was a cat. Oh, no way. Wait, I, I got to go check my resources again. You know what? No comment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, just look at uh, Project um, MK Ultra. Yes. And, you know, they were doing projects on unwitting civilians. Does that mean they stopped it? Supposedly, yeah. But, I mean... That could have led to what a lot of people believe are chemtrails, which is for another show because I, I have a huge thing on, on chemtrails that I could just go off on a huge rabbit trail. Um, I kind of want to hear this now, actually. But <laughs> Well, I mean, there's there's humongous uh, the arguments that they're bombarding us with chemtrails now. Right, right. And I'll, that tell I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Finish whatever you're saying because I think we're only about a – Half hour into the episode, yeah. So let's see how much further we go, and maybe we'll we'll circle back to this gun barrel okay. thing. Um, well, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, are are claiming that the government is hitting us with with chemicals to depopulate the earth, blah blah blah. Right. Uh, and there's a, a huge distinction bet- between chemtrails and and chemtrails. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, th- I think that a lot of people are getting caught up in, are, are they doing this? Are they doing this? Yes, they are. No, they're not. But really, like we said at the beginning of this, I mean, how are you going to stop them? Right. You know, I mean, it is something that we can get into in our post show. Folks, we'll be right back with Truth Radio right after... The commercial for Eric's movie, The Revealed. Start from the beginning. When did it all begin? Hello? Any of the kids? At Old Grove Church. This has led many scholars to question whether the God that we serve is truly omnipotent, omniscient, spiritual, or simply a New Age extraterrestrial. While others are led to question, are we truly alone in the universe? So, these dreams... They're different this time around. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And what you just listened to was the audio trailer of my short film, The Revealed, which is now streaming worldwide. Check it out at ericscareback.com, paratruthradio.com, and YouTube. The links are, as, as always, provided in the description of this episode. We have been talking about the men who stare at goats. And I think more accurately, just a scientific or I should say paranormal experimentation that has been happening uh, between the 1970s and the mid-1990s. 
Now, before we went to break, we were talking a very little bit about how the government may or may not be spreading chemicals throughout the earth to depopulize the earth or to create weather and storms and to do this and do that. Uh, and it was something you wanted to touch on a little bit when we came back to the episode. So I'm going to go ahead and just hand it right back over to you. Uh, and let's, let's have that conversation. Well, there are a lot of people that are claiming that it's to depopulate the earth. There's a lot of people that are saying that they're actually using chemtrails to improve communication with uh, cell phone and even satellite communication between military. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's this huge debate about what they're used for, if they even exist, because the the normal what's it exhaust of a, a regular jet airplane uh, commercial plane dissipates over a matter of seconds where supposedly these chemtrails stay in the sky for hours and mm-hmm. i i have seen them right but w- where are people thinking that it's a government conspiracy to kill all of us rather than to improve things which in my opinion i mean obviously you're spraying chemicals into the atmosphere that's not a good thing right the the earth wasn't meant to absorb different or chemicals that they're they're using ones that aren't naturally in the the ozone and there all that well let, let me let me ask you something okay so fine let's say they are using some type of chemicals to kill people or destroy the earth or whatever. What do you think is happening every time you turn on your vehicle? Every time you start the ignition, what do you think happens? Every time you spray aerosol can into your hair, you know, what do you think happens? Every time you smoke a cigarette, what do you think happens? Really is nothing different than what's been happening for the last like (laughs) several hundred years, couple hundred years. Um, You know, it's, it's just pollution. That's what it is. But nobody constitutes cigarettes oh well i mean some conspiracy theorists would constitute cigarettes not looking for anything other than fossil fuels that sort of thing as a depopulation method because truly it kind of is you're you're killing people slowly but you're still killing them right so you know what hey god said in the book of genesis that we are going to die that's why everybody's dying slowly, <laughs> by the way, right. because most people are living to 75, 80 years old. Right. Yeah. I guarantee if those planes stop flying, people are still going to die at 75 or 80 years old. <laughs> Nothing's changing. I'm sorry, but it's a stupid, stupid controversy <laughs> and idea that these people have. I'm a little upset about it because I've been hearing about it over and over and over, even oh, from yeah. friends of ours. And I'm like, Come on, like use some common sense, use science, because not everything is solved with religion. And believe me, you all know I'm a Christian. I believe in the Bible, what it says. But hey, science and religion can be put together to give real truth. They can't be used separately. And the problem here is that people want to jump to some kind of conclusion because they want stories. They want something to talk about, something to complain about. And that's what they keep on doing. And instead of making something right and learning about it and finding the truth, They want to spread fear throughout the world because there are so many gullible people out there, especially in the paranormal community. A lot of people are gullible. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's true. I'm sorry for my rant and rage. (laughs) It's it's the truth. I mean, 
that's what we deal with. I'm I'm a believer in some of the conspiracy theories that are out there. Chemtrails isn't one of them. I mean, honestly, regardless of what they're doing it for, whether they they're doing it to depopulate or whether they're doing it to uh, help with with signals. I mean, eventually it is going to start killing us even worse because we're spreading chemicals throughout the world. But just as Eric said, we're doing that already anyways without chemtrails. So look, scientifically speaking, there is science. And you could go online and look at the experiments that are done. The reason the so-called chemtrails or what we consider exhaust, uh, which is what it really is, is hanging around in the sky so long is because of how cold it is up there. The water particles freeze from the exhaust, and so they stay in one place until eventually they melt by the sun's rays and disperse. Other ones, which disperse quickly, believe it or not, guess what, are lower in the atmosphere, so it's warmer, hence the reason they disperse. Now, if you ask me, this is where it gets me, if these actually were chemtrails meant to hurt people, why are they frozen in one spot for so many hours? Should they not be spreading and dissolving to spread across the atmosphere? I mean, it's logical sense. Like, Right, you would think on. that they wouldn't dissipate, that it, you would still be able to see them regardless. Right. Well, no, not even that. Like, even if they – look, if you're going to mix rat poison – I know this is, this is sick – rat poison into water, cyanide, something like that, it dissolves. Mm. It becomes clear or whatever. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a little cloudy. The fact is it dissolves. Any poison, just about any poison, will dissolve in some type of solution. And that's exactly what should be happening with these chemtrails. It should disperse. It should disappear as it spreads wider and wider and wider. Oh, I see what you're saying. The, that's what I'm the saying. The vapors would yes. get bigger. The, the clouds will get bigger sort of kind of deal. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So the fact that that's not happening, though – should only go to tell you, well, wait, maybe they're not trying to kill people. Maybe it just happens to be the fumes that are frozen up there because of the colder atmosphere. But, you know, well, oh, here we go. (laughs) Not that I believe in this, but what a lot of people would probably argue is it's dissipating into the natural clouds, which then is mixing into those clouds and making those clouds chemically uh, mm-hmm. powered. And I guess so you could call it like... What happens on the days that there's no clouds? They just stay there until well, a cloud comes around. Like, hey, Mr. Cloud, <laughs> I'm Mr. Chemtrail. That, Let me join you and rain on everybody's parade, literally. That would be something to look into is if they're doing it only on cloudy days, if they're doing it... They're not, because I see them every day. <laughs> Every freaking day I look up in the sky and there's there's exhaust fumes, you know, or exhaust clouds. Hey, I don't know. Hey, I'm only talking about what I see on a daily basis. Right. I've done some research. I, I, I'm on I'm on the wrong side of the fence from many <laughs> other people. apparently. Well, I mean, I think you and I are both on the same fence. I'm just bringing up an argument that somebody might bring to you if you're to say, hey, they're, they're not spreading globally around they're they're just dissipating well in a sense yeah i i understand what you're saying and in a sense i could understand what where they're coming from where it would not not dissipate or not span out but dissipate into the air and then into the clouds because of where they're spraying it 
Now, do I believe that? No. I, I honestly think, regardless of what it is, whether it's just natural exhaust, if they are spraying something, I, I truly think they're trying to help, kind of, in mm-hmm. the sense that they're trying to, like I said, improve s- cell phone signal, satellite signal, that sort of a thing. But um, I, I don't believe that it's it's to kill us. Now, I also do not believe that it would dissipate and go into the clouds. I think it would fall to Earth rather than into the clouds. But Right. Well, <clears throat> let, let me bring this up. All right. Research this yourself. All I simply typed into Google was Earth population. Now, I know many of you are going to say, oh, well, the government's running Google and therefore <laughs> they're lying to you. From 1960 to 2015, the world's population has jumped. It went from approximately 3.035 billion in 1960 to 7.347 billion in 2015. On top of that, the life expectancy went from 52.48 years to 71.46 years. So if these chemtrails are killing people, why are there more people and why is the life expectancy getting longer? Right. Now, I mean, that rests my case right there. I will I will say this, there are more people getting cancer, that sort of thing, but there are like you just mentioned, more people. So there's more people to get cancer. I mean, okay, yeah. And and you're right, you know, maybe maybe that may be true. But at the same time it's like, look, look at those products that we're using. We're mm. using radioactive microwaves. They give off radioactive frequencies, right. you know, waves. We're using cell phones, which we put to our ears. That's not a oh, good I thought thing. That, as... I thought that's what you were talking about with the cell phone. Oh, no, You're that, talking, no, talking about, about actual, actual microwaves. Microwave. Okay. No, do you, don't you ever just like put stuff in a microwave? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and they <laughs> take in all of the radioactivity, hoping you're going to become Spider-Man? No? <laughs> Only me? I, that's not my expectation. I, I just like looking oh. at it twirl around. I mean, oh. maybe I'm well, a little maybe, more simple-minded than you. I don't know. Because I must be a little loopy. Anyway. But yeah, I mean. I, I agree what you're saying, not not necessarily just with microwaves, but cell phones, like you said, are constantly emitting uh, radioactive waves that we're putting up to our freaking brains, which your ears connected to your brain, folks, believe it or not. Right. Um, and it, it's going straight into your brain. And I mean, there will be some that argue that and I've heard this from somebody close that. Cancer is caused by a virus that the that the government came up with. Now, granted, I'm sure cancer probably started out as a virus, but the human body is adaptable and probably adapt to that. And now it's more so the body attacking itself. Right. But let me. <clears throat> I'm sorry. It's just no. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not like arguing your point but i just i just have a simple i guess it's a a query or a question about one thing to to those paranormal look i not i'm sorry i don't mean to offend anybody out there for those yes, of you who you are do. not christians don't don't listen you know to him You're don't right. listen to him <laughs> you, you know me too well because i don't really care if i offend people i don't care <laughs> anyway the fact is look i expect this type of thinking from someone who isn't a christian it's true However, for those of you in the paranormal community, and you know who you are because we talk to you, 
that claim to be Christian but believe that the government's out doing this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and that, and that they're creating cancer and blah, 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 blah. What happened to the book of Genesis when you read it and God said sin entered the world? Disease happened. Death happened. Everything that bad that we witness today happened because of the fall of Adam and Eve. Why is it that you throw Adam and Eve out the door, you throw God out the door, and you say, oh, it's man who's done it. It's the government who's done it. It's this. It's that. You know, look, it was Adam and Eve. It was us. It's the part of sin. It has nothing to do with people creating viruses. The virus is already here. Well, and if – let's put it this way too. If sin entered the world and man is making viruses, guess what? That's why, because it's, we sin. Yeah, it's still and, sin, and you know, and we got it into our mind that we could create these things. So, I I, I see what you're saying <sighs> as well. Um, and you know you've brought it up before too. In the Bible itself, Jesus tells you not to get wrapped up in conspiracies. Right. N- not exact words, right. obviously, folks. I am not. I, I'm not the biblical scholar that Eric is. Yeah. He basically says, uh, what. Other what others call conspiracy do not call conspiracy, right? Um, and you know I I don't know if I've said this before, but really, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think the government, if there are government projects going on right now, do you think all these different people talking about it, it's going they're going to be like, you know what, all these people are talking about, it. we should just we should just stop, we should just stop, <laughs> um. Unless there was this huge revolt against what the government is now, it, nothing's going to change. And even if we did revolt, a new government would, would come about and things would just go back to conspiracy and trying to do different things to to uh, keep the, the population at a minimum – you know, all these different experiments that you hear about and conspiracy theories that you hear about, it would just happen again. I, I mean, unfortunately, history repeats itself, and there's nobody better than the next person that gets into our government, that gets into the presidency, mm-hmm. that is going to do what they say they're going to do during their their uh, presidential debate because right. they don't have the power to do that. Right. So, so I, it- I just want to put it out there, folks. Yes, we'll touch base on conspiracy theories. We probably don't believe most of them. But in the in long run, look at it from this perspective. Nothing is going to change. We have to ride it out. <laughs> yes, we should You're talk right. about it. Yes, we should expose it. But talking about the same thing over and over again, not going to change a thing. Government's right. still going to be doing what they're doing if they're doing experiments or not. Well, here, and let me just let, let me put a finishing touch on this as well. I think talking about it, exposing it, only gets so far. Great, people know about it. Who cares? Instead of sitting wherever you are on the computer, on Facebook, on the radio, like we are, or whatever, talking about it, go out and do something about it. Start to create a better atmosphere. Yeah, you know, start to create a better ecosystem. Start doing things that'll change the planet. Don't sit here and complain and whine about what the government's doing or not doing or this or that because it's not going to do anything for us or anybody else on this earth. The real change happens one step at a time and it happens with you. Go out, do something instead of sitting at your TV watching all the conspiracies happen on the local news networks. You know, 
or spouting him out at the bar when you're half drunk. <laughs> Apparently, you witnessed that. <laughs> no, it's a part of a, a show that I watch on a, on uh, a regular basis, but um, it's it's just interesting to see that there are so many people outside of just the the podcasters and everything else that are saying, "Oh yeah, the government's doing this. The government's bad." Blah blah blah. And yes, to an extent, I, I agree, and I say, hey, yeah, there are probably things they're doing that they're not telling us, but am I going to sit here and constantly uh, rattle it around in my brain because I'm going to be able to do something about it? Nope. I'm just going to live my life to the best of my ability. If I change the world by doing this podcast or bringing something to light in, in this podcast, great. I'm not going to keep doing the same stuff over and over again, though, because truthfully, Eric and I have talked about this off air. At some point, it it gets kind of stale if you do constant topics over and over again. Right. So right. Um, one thing that I wanted to touch base on before we wrap it up is what are your thoughts on the, the men who, who stare at goats phenomenon that, well, it, it wasn't even necessarily the name of the project or whatever, but yeah, no. Uh, I mean, based on the research, based on what evidence there is, I think it's just simply a phenomenon. I think it's simply something that happened and unexplainable. It's that happened. Maybe, maybe it didn't happen. I think really, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think the story is true. I think they're, they obviously they really were experimenting, but without any evidence, without any documentation, without anyone coming forward, you know, without any witnesses, then we have nothing. So whether or not it was effective, we don't know. Obviously, it wasn't because otherwise there'd be some kind of documentation. I think the only reasonable explanation here is that whatever they were trying to do wasn't working. Right. And hence, we have a good movie now. <laughs> and that's it. Well, I, I do believe that the human mind is capable of tremendous things. I think it would be a possibility that this happened. Um, but like you said, without any type of more experimentation or not necessarily experimentation, but documentation without that documentation <laughs> saying that, yeah, we were able to recreate it 250 times, then yeah, I, I, I do agree. I mean, there's not much we can go on as far as saying, yes, it does exist. I, I think it's possible that it would be able to happen, but I, can't say one way or the other because they didn't come out with anything more than one incident where a goat had bullet wounds, so to speak, in its body. And that was it. Um, You know, and something that came to mind as we were talking about it is uh, there are scientists that say we only use 10% of our brain. (laughs) I've also heard it said that we use 10% of our brain at a time. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of people that are misconstruing what scientists actually say as right. we only use 10% of our brain when actuality we use only 10% at a time. So at one point I can be using the frontal lobe and then the, the occipital lobe, which is only about 10%, which is a small portion. Um, right. Now I do believe to the, if we ever unlocked 100% all the time, I don't think that would be a good thing, uh, to be honest with you. So I don't 
I don't want you go, folks to say, well, what happens if you unlock the 100%? Don't even think about it. <laughs> like It's not going to happen. You're not going to do it. We're striving, yeah. we're striving so much to be godlike that we're not even worried about being human anymore. So, all right, folks. I think that's all we've got for the men who stare at ghosts and chemtrails. Uh, weird kind of rabbit trail where we went from one <laughs> one topic into chemtrails but that's all right now we've got two topics so <laughs> <good>. <laughs> it extended the the episode a little bit um next week we're gonna be talking to jim mars about his newest book the illuminati the secret society that hijacked the world now the only thing i'm going to say about this truthfully the title is amazing in itself because honestly that's all that anybody talks about in certain circles nowadays. So it'll be interesting to, to get his perspective on this. Um, any further information other than that project that you got going on? Any, any other info you need to give out? No, I don't think so. Okay. All right, folks, yeah. make sure you check out fringe radio network.com radio and podcast.com. And of course, paratruthradio.com. and make sure you like share, subscribe and that is the best way you can support Paratruth Radio. I do want to let you guys know we did shut down the Par- the Patreon account. I do appreciate everybody that has donated to us. But at this point, I, I feel that uh, you guys sharing and liking and subscribing is way more important than giving us money. So make sure you're getting the word out there each and every week. Until next week, where you will hear us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Paratruth Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can find them at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and the Fringe Radio Network. Or for a one-time fix of all of your Paratruth needs, simply drop in to paratruthradio.com. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram for brand new updates on our show every day. Finally, we love bringing you fresh, entertaining media each and every week, but we can't do it without you. So please check out our Patreon account. Simply go to paratruthradio.com, click on the Patreon logo, and help us to continue bringing you the latest and greatest in paranormal research. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. 
and together we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.